You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. We're hanging out here today because one day while hiking in Peru, after just having been let go from my dream job, it hit me. There's so much more to life and there's no excuse for not embracing uncertainty and trying new things to really explore our full potential in this lifetime. On this weekly podcast, you'll hear from successful entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and visionaries just like you so that you feel less alone as you pursue everything you want and deserve in this lifetime. This is a space where big sky thinking is welcomed and conversations about daily betterment are essential. So if you're ready to stop living an ordinary life and start living a visionary life, then welcome home. Hey Visionary, are you ready to launch your business? If you're looking for a way to get started, we can help. The Visionary Method is a weekly coaching program that will guide you through the process of launching your business and generating revenue in as little as 12 weeks. We have helped over 100 entrepreneurs build their businesses from scratch and find community with people just like them. You don't have to do this alone. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, young or old, experienced or brand new, our method works for everyone who wants it badly enough. This isn't about getting rich quick, it's about creating something meaningful that changes lives and makes the world a better place. Join us today by heading to kelseyridle.com for details or click the link in the show notes and learn more about the visionary method. Hey, visionaries, welcome back to the podcast. So as you know, we are on a brief break right now while we record season nine for you. But luckily, we have a second podcast, something I started as a total passion project. It's called the Marketing Hotline. You might have seen it on your podcast app of choice if you've subscribed. It's this big, obnoxious yellow logo that says the Marketing Hotline with a coiled phone cord running through the background. So if you're not subscribed to the marketing hotline, just type in the marketing hotline, all easy to spell. Look for the big yellow podcast cover art and go ahead and hit subscribe. But I thought I would share an episode from the marketing hotline over here. And this one's kind of fun because the most recent episode is actually um, finding clients using three easy marketing strategies. So if you're a business that thrives off of having clients, I think a lot of you are, then this will be the episode for you. So in the episode, we are discussing a number of easy marketing strategies you can use to attract more clients into your business. And these three methods can literally be implemented immediately. There are three strategies I use anytime I'm feeling stuck, anytime I'm feeling like, oh, I could probably like sign on one more client in the month of March or in the month of June. And I'll just grab these three strategies. They're very timeless from my back pocket. And I swear they work every single time. So if you're somebody who's looking for clients, clients are the heartbeat of your business. Dive into this episode. And if you love the content, be sure you're subscribed to the Marketing Hotline. At this point, we post every two weeks. So it's not even that often. They're short episodes. We just want to inspire you to become a better marketer. And the goal is to one day actually have a hotline that you can call in and ask your burning marketing related questions. And what we do is we'll pick up your call, we'll answer your questions, and we do our best to help you navigate this very complicated and sometimes 
um, just messy world of marketing. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with uh, myself, (laughs) my co-host Alex, who many of you know, and this is featured originally on the Marketing Hotline. So go subscribe over there. Welcome back to the Marketing Hotline. Welcome, Alex, my trusty co-host. How's the weather in California today? It is beautiful. It almost feels like summer already. (laughs) Yeah, we're counting down the days here in Ontario where I live. So definitely just looking forward to longer days, warmer weather, more activities outside. (laughs) You and I were just talking about getting outdoors and standing and walking more. So yeah, there's just something so energizing about the spring and summer. Um, no matter where you are in the world, I think, but especially when you've gone through a Canadian winter, <laughs> I already started hearing like the, the spring birds I yeah. call them, chirping in the morning. So I'm really hopeful. So I hope you guys are starting to feel that as well. <laughs> I'm hearing the birds too. So yeah, that's, that's very exciting. <laughs> I know I'm like spring. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we are going to chat about a topic that comes up pretty much on all visionary method calls when I work with any private client. I know you hear it a lot too from our community, but we're going to talk about three ways to find your first or your next client, because I know most of the people listening to this show, they have a business where they need clients in order to sustain the business. So whether they're naturopathic doctors, whether they're personal trainers, whether they are birth coaches or birth doulas, We need clients in order to run a successful online business. So let's dive into this topic. I've got three ways to share, and these are actually three really simple things you can do right away. So the very first thing that so many people have resistance to is to just tap into your friends and your family network. Um, A lot of times when you start your business, you're given the advice of writing a 100 person list, like who are 100 people, you know, who either might be interested in your service or who could potentially tell someone about your service. Right. And I've challenged my clients to this before. And I'm like, okay, let's get a hundred names down. And they'll often come back with like 30 names. And I'm like, oh, like, can't we find any more? Like, what about friends and family? And they're like, oh, I don't want to tell my friends and family what I'm up to. (laughs) And I'm like, these people are your core network. They know you the best. They want to cheer you on. They want to support you. Yet we are somehow resistant to expressing how awesome our business is and asking for a referral and just really tapping into the resources that is your closest uh, family and friends. And I just think the truth is you're never just going to launch the business and start reaching people globally. Like you kind of have to start with that inner circle, your friends, your family, your colleagues, you know, your second cousins, your community from the gym, whoever, those people who you kind of interact with on a daily or weekly basis and start uh, telling them what you're up to. So the action item there is if you're looking for clients, And if you haven't done the best job at telling your friends and family what you're up to, email or Facebook Messenger or Instagram DM them and just tell them, hey, 
I've launched this new business where I'm taking on um, pregnant women who are looking for support in building their birth plan. Um, whether you are interested or if you know someone who might benefit from this, here's my website, here's my Instagram. Um, thank you so much for your support. Like it's really simple, but I think a lot of people skip that step because they feel like it's boastful, but it can lead to your first client. So what do you think about that? Like, have you ever had resistance to telling your friends and family what you're up to, or does it feel natural to you? No, I feel like I have more resistance reaching out to friends and family than <laughs> out to a stranger. I don't know why, but I remember doing that with my business partner when we were trying to pivot our business. This is when we first started our real estate and we had made a list of like friends and family to reach out to for yeah. different things. And I was like, or we can just, you know, build our Instagram, like following and just <laughs> reach out to the, like these random people on Instagram. I don't know why, but even when you were talking right now, I was like, Oh, that seems like really nerve wracking to me. <laughs> yes. There, I think I that's so much resistance to reaching out to friends, family. And I don't know why I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. I feel like we could do a deep dive on like what the block is, what the resistance is and like what we need to work through in order to be more confident in like expressing our truest self. Sometimes I think about the fact that your friends and family have probably known you since you were a kid and they've put you in this box of who they think you are. And then when you are in your twenties or thirties or forties and deciding to kind of reinvent and launch a new business, you're like, oh, like this is not what they think of me already. Like now I'm stepping into a new version of myself and that actually makes your friends and family uncomfortable. Or they kind of say like, oh, well, good luck on this new little business. Or we just fear judgment because it's like I'm presenting version 2.0 of Kelsey and I don't know what you guys are going to say now that I'm a marketing coach or a marketing consultant. I think often we make it worse in our heads than what it is, because I feel like I had that resistance when I went into property uh, transformations and I didn't want to tell anybody because I was so nervous about what they would think of me. And I was wanting to change from corporate and all these things. And then when I actually went to say it, like a couple of months after I had kind of already started, yeah, I was actually really surprised on how people were excited and not resistant to the change. So yeah. I think often we build it up in our heads when they're just potentially excited for us and want to see us achieve our dreams and follow our passion. So I feel like sometimes it's worse than a head. So go out and reach out to your friends and family because it's, you're playing it way worse in your head than what it probably is. The most true thing ever. Like we're creating stories that are totally Absolutely. false. So thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> um, okay. The second thing you can do in order to find your first or your next client is to practice your pitch. And so often I find that service providers when somebody asks them what they do, they like word vomit three or four or five sentences that does not even really hit on like what the key words or the key outcomes that they can provide are. And they end up saying a lot of jargon, which is something I'm trying to like communicate more like you can feel empowered when you work with me, live your best life when you work with me, um, live an enlightened life or become you know, more confident. And it's all just like very generalized. And it's like, but yeah. what, 
what actual outcomes am I going to get? So I think it's important if you're not getting clients to work on refining your pitch and putting it into like one or two sentences that a three-year-old could understand. Okay. Maybe not a three-year-old, a third grader was what I (laughs) wanted to say. (laughs) Like really simplifying it. And instead of just going on and on, make sure it's short, it's punchy. It has a couple of keywords because if I just bring up the quick keywords of I'm a marketing coach for small business, that's easy to remember. And you kind of understand, but if I say, you know, I work with entrepreneurs who sometimes are struggling with their email and oftentimes their business isn't growing. So I help them with their revenue and we'll do a little dive on their social media. You're not really getting the picture. You're kind of just hearing like things I talk about, but you're not hearing the word marketing and kind of saying like, okay, marketing is Kelsey and small business. Like clearly I'm not working with the RBCs or, you know, the Googles of the world. So try to refine it into some simple words that will be really sticky in somebody's head. So marketing, small business. Okay. Got it. Or, um, birth doula in Toronto, like, okay, got it. So simple. Um, and maybe you share a couple outcomes. So as a birth doula in Toronto, I help women, um, have a healthy pregnancy, build their birth plan and navigate the postpartum phase. Simple rather than like going on and on about all these little nuances that you might, um, include in your offer. So it sounds simple, but practice your pitch, shrink it down, explain it to a third grader and touch on just some key outcomes that will be very attractive and sexy for your client to hear. Al, I have two things to that. I will say one thing, like go out there and practice your pitch because I feel like we, I'm really guilty for that, but when I'm really nervous, I just spitball a lot of more jargon than if I was like really confident in what I was saying. So at first it's so normal for you to be nervous and scared and fumble on your words when you're first pitching. So that's normal, but you can only get better if you keep practicing and it's, you'll find, you'll work on those keywords. And the more you say it, as you say it, you're going to be like, no, I need to keep working on that. That was that was confusing or that wasn't clear. Um, so you'll get clearly get better. And the second thing I will say is that happened to me earlier this year is I was actually saying what I did to someone. I was at a networking or a conference, let's say, and a girlfriend of mine actually heard me over say my pitch. And she was like, we're going to need to work on that. It was the most sweet thing she's ever said to me, but it was kind of nice to have feedback from someone else that was a business owner or that was in the field. And she was like, you, you were nervous. You could tell, and you weren't very clear, but I thought I was doing better than what I was, but I was really appreciated getting that feedback from her because then I was like, okay, no, I need to be really aware of like the words I'm saying. And it allowed me to go back and sit down and kind of think about it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And since then I've gotten so much better. So even asking for feedback from someone that's around you when you are at these these networking things or record yourself when you're speaking on calls so you can go back and listen to maybe the times that someone did book with you or maybe the times that someone didn't book with you. Mm. Can you identify those core reasons of what you said to them that are- I need a friend like your friend who just like calls (laughs) you on like 
Uh, that was a little bit convoluted. We need to work on that. I really appreciate that she called you out and said like, you know, honestly, that just didn't sound great. I was like, at first I was shocked. And then I was like, thank you. That that is a true friend right there. It really is. Um, so yeah, super good tips there. I love the idea of practicing recording yourself and just listening back, uh, and doing like a self edit of your own pitch. Um, okay. And then the third and final way that you can look for a client or find your next client is to simply ask. So I like to use this template called I'm looking for five and you could say, I'm looking for one, if you're looking for one client, but essentially you're like putting out in very clear terminology, what you are looking for, what type of client you are seeking to support. So I'm looking for one woman who is recently pregnant, who wants to have a healthy birth and navigate her postpartum journey successfully. So maybe you could shrink that down a bit. And then you're just going to say, um, this person will be, and then you're literally going to describe your dream client. This person will be, um, in their first trimester. This person will, um, have a dream of having a natural birth but doesn't know how to have that happen. This person will, you know, be, um, I don't like whatever the case is, someone who wants to, uh, support their mental well-being in pregnancy and postpartum. So you're just listing off three or five bullet items that clearly describe exactly the person you're looking for. And then you'll end off with the phrase, reply with the word baby, if you want to learn more. So this is just a lead collector, right? You're not sending people to a sales page. You're not like blasting them with promotions. You're just putting out an, I'm looking for five template and you're seeing who responds because there's no commitment. They're just needing to reply with the word. And you're just trying to like get people to come out of hiding and let you know, oh, I actually am this person. And whether they decide to sign on right away or not, at least, you know, to nurture them because they have said, I fall into this exact description. And it's a, it's not, I won't say it's an easy way to pull people out of hiding, but it's way easier than trying to sell people stuff. This is just a a gentle entry point. I'll call it. And something that you've taught in the visionary method is If you're wondering how do you even know what to write, like who you're calling out for, it goes back to understanding who your target market is Mm -hmm. and even asking, getting on marketing research calls with people in your community and really paying attention to the words that they're using of what they need and using those exact words in um, that that lead. So I am looking for someone that has X, Y, Z, and those are specifically the words that they have used out of their mouth. So when you're out there launching or reaching out to people, they feel like you're speaking to them. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's like as basic as it seems to always talk about knowing who your dream client is, know who your target market is. It's so important to always come back to it so that you can write this type of content really effectively and the person on the other end receiving it is like, whoa, that's exactly me. Or, oh my gosh, they're speaking to me. I need to reach out to this doula or this service provider to help me. So I feel like it only becomes easier when you pick your niche or you really narrow down. I always struggle with like 
having a smaller niche, but the more you do, the more you actually speak to that person and the easier it will become to get those leads. Absolutely. So that is three ways you can go try them right now. Let us know how they work out for you and feel free to find us on Instagram at the marketing hotline. Uh, And if you know someone who is struggling to find clients in their business, share this episode with them. And hopefully one of these strategies will find them a client as early as today. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye.